Good morning, Sheila. How are you today? Wayne, I'm great. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Um, yes. And today we are talking about relationships and verbs again. 27 minutes with Sheila and Wayne. Welcome, everyone. And a shout out to Costa Rica. We had in our Yay. data. Yay, right? We had in our data analysis that Costa Rica was listening on our last podcast. So if anybody out there who's listening, if you know individuals in the UK or you're, you know, anywhere in Europe or wherever, Australia or Africa. or Africa, yes, tell them to listen because we'd like to see those long reaches. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Sheila, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the verb earn. Earn, E-A-R-N. Correct. Wow. Not, not U-R-N. Earn, E-A-R-N. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm glad. Yes, that's not the U-R-N. That's all right. So E-A-R-N, earn. And what does earn? Um, what, did, what did you come up with? I came up with a few um, bullet points. Uh, one is uh, earning trust in the workplace or in relationships. One is earning gold medals in the Olympics. One is uh, earned income, as in taxes and earning versus saving money. And I got a, a bunch of really good Ben Franklin quotes from there. Oh, nice. So, how about yourself? Excellent. Well, you know what? I took a similar path. Um, I have really two categories, personal and professional. Okay. And earning in both all of those situations. And I think we're going to have some different thoughts Hopefully Hope so. that's the hopefully that's the case. Um, but chivalry is not dead. I will I will let you lead off today. What's uh, what would you well, what would you like to start with? I want to start with the Olympics first. Uh, you don't have to listen to this podcast in real time, but the Olympics Winter Olympics are going on right now, and um, there's just a lot about earning medals, which I think in the spirit of Olympics is more about um, a, 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 a an individual or a team doing their best and representing their company country. Excuse me, not not their company. <laughs> Um, and uh, and putting their heart into it um, more so than just simply getting a medal and walking away with it. And I just for what it's worth, I looked I looked it up, and right now, it, because it is the Winter Olympics, you've got the winter sports countries ranking higher right now. Austria is number one, and Norway and Canada are tied for number two in number of medals won. Excellent. Well, congratulations to them, and good luck to to us in the U.S. for the for the remainder of the Olympics as well. Right, right. We're at number five with 10 medals total right now. 10. Right. <clears throat> okay, good. Excellent. And, and I remember that, um, wow, the, the, the male skater, Chin, he got his gold medal too. So excellent for him. Um, kind of like redemption from what he tried to do the last oh, time, right? Yes, yes. yeah. And that's Mason. the heart of Olympics. You see heartbreak and you see triumph and you see, um, you know, just people working their all for it. It's, it's inspiring. And, and, and it really sits side saddle with that personal kind of a thing um, because it's not transactional at all. Yes. In, the pro in the professional world, sometimes it's transactional and sometimes it's personal. And when I'm talking about transactional, the old phrase that we've all heard, a fair day's pay for a fair day's work. Mm-hmm. So if I, as an employee, come in and do something, if I do eight hours, I'm expecting someone to give me, to reciprocate with that in-kind kind of thing of dollars because I've given the eight hours of good hard work. They're going to give me eight hours of good hard pay. 
Yay. Yay. Although when you get your very first paycheck at your very first job and you realize how much is taken out for taxes, you say, whoa, (laughs) where's my eight hours of pay? (laughs) Who is that FICA guy over there, right? (laughs) Why is he getting all my money? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So the Olympics, I like that. That's pretty cool. And, And listening to their... Some of the Olympians, it doesn't matter the country because they mm-hmm. all really say the same thing. To them, it's more than just a medal. To them, it is, you know, obviously years and years yes. of of preparation and approach and, and sacrifice and sacrifice exactly. And so this is a, it's not even a, a small token. It is a measurement of okay, I have measured up and I brought my best game. Um, and I did it when I was supposed to do it, and I earned the medal because today I happen to be the best of the best. Tomorrow that could be different, but today right. it says I earned that, and that's the personal pride that they get, and the tears come from all the hard work has yes. paid off. Yes. And it's yes. really cool to see them say that and feel that, and, and you can see it in their hearts. You can see it on their smiles, yes. on their faces, in yes. their tears. It's a lot of work. Yes, yes. Very inspiring. Absolutely. As well as in the workplace, um, as we earn different things, and I like the words you said before, and those are probably, hopefully those are going to be words for us in the future on our podcast. I heard trust, and I think I heard respect, Mm -hmm. um, because to me, that's more of the personal side. Yes. It's, It's not a transaction. You don't immediately gain someone's respect, you have to earn that. Yes. And that's both ways. From a leadership perspective, you've got to earn those who work around you, for you, with you. You have to earn their respect. And at the same time, <clears throat> they are trying to um, have you earn, have them earn your respect. Um, because I, I think it goes hand in hand. And that's where the personal attitude comes in. Because if I lose trust in someone, mm-hmm. It's hard to earn that back. Yes, it is. It takes many, many touches to earn it back. And if if you if you and I I've talked to many people, and one of the things that is I think the one hundred percent. If you lie to me, you've lost my trust. You've lost my respect, and I don't like you anymore. You know, it's interesting because I was looking up a couple of company profiles on how to earn trust, and one of them has actually gotten uh, a set of rules that they give in their training for their um, their leadership team, and um, admitting failures and owning up to mistakes or problems is a big part of their how to earn trust from employees. Absolutely, because we are all human. And we all make mistakes because we're human. Although I have to admit, mistakes are different from lies. We're not talking about the same thing exactly here, but um, certainly you don't want to lie to compound a mistake. Exactly. And, and, and not to, let's go back to your Olympic analogy. Mm-hmm. The individuals who don't finish um, or don't do as well as they had anticipated that they would, they have not let anybody down, but they certainly feel that they have because mm-hmm. they made a mistake. Um, right. 
and that might that mistake might be I, I didn't gauge my speed, I didn't gauge my timing, I, I fell off the the luge sled or whatever it was. Um, but it has nothing to do with me losing respect or or trust in them because I know when they come back, they're gonna come back with a vengeance and they're gonna come yeah. back <laughs> harder. Yeah. But on the on the side of lying to someone, that is that is deliberate in most times. Yeah. And it is it is difficult to overcome that. Well, and looking at the Olympics again, don't don't you feel more positive about someone who has failed and who um, acknowledges that they made a mistake rather than someone who fails and then blames others for their lack of success? Without a doubt. Yeah. And that goes for leadership um, role modeling as well. well and, it, and it does. And, and looking at the professional side, one of my bullets on the professional side, when you are in a leadership position, leadership comes with it at least three um, powers that you are, I'm going to say, offered because of the position mm -hmm. of where you are. And that is legitimate power. Mm -hmm. There is coercive power and there is reward power. And the legitimate power is because I am in this position, because I am the CFO, the CEO, the director of human resources or whatever that is, I can do these kinds of things and I can have people do things because I say they have to do that. It's part of the job description. That's part of the job description. That's their legitimate power. Their coercive power is because they are in those positions they can then um, give penalties. They can um, hire individuals, they can suspend individuals, they can fire individuals because they have that power that is granted to them by the company of which they work. Reward power is the same thing, as co is different than coercive power, but it's on the opposite scale. Because I can reward you, I can give you bonuses, I can give you promotions, I can do this. However, You've got to earn those things. And here we come back to our, our word earn. And you earn that by doing things. You know, there are a lot of parallels between what you're talking about and taking my dog for a walk in the morning. <laughs> because, <laughs> okay. Uh, there's the there's the legitimate power. I'm the one holding the leash. And I'm, and I'm bigger than you. There's the coercive power. Come on, come away. We don't need to sniff that. And then there's the reward <laughs> power. Catch them doing good. Catch them doing the right thing and jump on that. And that's where it's most powerful training a dog, to tell you the truth. Absolutely. It is. It is. And, and because of that, some of the leaders that we have seen, that I have seen, that I have worked for, um, they, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to say, I think they didn't understand that just because they were able to, they had that legitimate power, that just because they said something, I didn't have to do that. Because there are boundaries that we have. Mm -hmm. And if it's within my duties, Wayne, you have to do this, this, and this. Okay, great. I'll do this. Oh, Wayne, I want you to come to my house this weekend and help me paint my living room. I don't have to do that. Right. That's abuse of power. Right. And if and if people get um, in trouble because they didn't go to the house and paint, that's that's an abuse of power. And those are two extremes, obviously. However, we've seen people at work do those kinds of things within the workplace, um, wanting people to do things go on a business trip 
And oh, by the way, and we're going to stay um, in the same hotel and we're going to do things. And here comes sexual harassment cases right. from those kinds of things. Right. Screams that. Yeah. I- exactly. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. This is strictly platonic. You know, this is professional. We're going down there to work. But when the role reverses, when they get there, um, it turns into a sexual harassment kind of thing. Sometimes, not all, obviously, not right. all the time. Right. But but those are those gray lines, those fuzzy lines that get yeah. blurred just because the boss says, I have to. Do you know, I, I think today, as a boss, male or female, you, you have to be so conscious of of appropriateness and uh, and and how things are perceived by the other person. Uh, what your own intentions are, it's it's uh, it, it's more than ever time to be practicing ethical integrity principles. Oh, I like that. I like that. Getting to the ethical and moral indis- lessons that we want to talk about later in the future as well. Those, that's great. I'm liking this. And, and, and it's also, Okay, from a professional standpoint, if you will, let's talk about constituent and representative. Okay. You can earn my vote because I've heard you say that you're going to do this on your platform. This is your platform. And so I like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm seeing. You have earned my vote, and I elect you, Sheila, and you are now in that position that I've that that uh, you were running for. And so you, you're there. You have earned my vote. That doesn't mean you've earned my trust. No, I've got to prove to you that I actually mean to follow through with my platform and that I will overcome obstacles to continue on in that vein, um, to continue to earn your trust, as well as the trust of the other constituents, no matter what party they stand from. Exactly. And that's where the personal side comes in and again blurs those lines because if you don't earn my trust because I find you going off on a tangent or a different path from what you suggested you would be going, you have not earned my vote next time and I'm going to vote you out. I'm going to fire you. Well, it was nice while it lasted. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yes. And and so I know you're, I know you're, I know you're understanding what I'm saying. Um, So trust must be earned. It it can't, it can't just be because you are the boss, just because you are the significant other, just because you are the person that just lights up my life. Um, Okay. All of those things are good, but I've got to be able to trust you as well. You got to earn that. And as you earn that, and again, this is not transactional because there is no, there's, there's no variable here that you can really measure. But once you have, have you, have you ever had, have you ever seen that person that you said, wow, I have held this individual in high esteem until this moment. Have you ever said that? Thought that? you know, I, I, first thing that comes to my mind is a, a politician who I thought was doing just a really great job of, of uh, going across the uh, the aisle, if you will, and and trying to bring about balance and collaboration and cooperation, and and then um, in an emergency reverted right back to the party line, which wasn't um, cohesive and and collaborative. And and that really disappointed me. I get easily disappointed by politicians, I'm afraid. <laughs> I and I've had individuals in leadership, not in politics, but just in at jobs, 
that have done the same thing. I've seen that many times, too many times that mm. um, to count. But on the other hand, I've seen a lot of great leaders too, so don't get me wrong. But I've seen those leaders who have said one thing, and then as soon as they walk out the door, they take the rug out from under, in the, under, underneath of individuals and cut them off by the knees um, because they go 180 degrees from what they said they were going to do. Um, and that just, that's just hurts. That's just wrong. You know, I've got, I've got that, uh, favorite bad boss that I used to have who <laughs> has just so many good stories, but, um, he was sued by his partners because of that very circumstance. They, um, felt the, he had watered down the stock and ownership percentage that they had purchased. And so, uh, just another example of, of, uh, <laughs> he, he earned their mistrust. <laughs> And that's too bad. That's too yeah, bad. His loss for sure. Because you can do so many things in leadership position. You can do so many things in follower positions, followership. Um, as a follower, you can be in what's what they call those informal leaders within the organization as well. Ah. That's going to bring the groups along. And so there's <clears throat> there's trust up and down the hierarchy from the lowest person on the totem pole to the highest person on the totem pole. Trust runs in multi-directional. Right. And it's, and it's, it's the circulatory system. Yeah. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And and we talk about pointing fingers. I can point fingers and say, well, I trust him, but I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I do trust her, but I don't trust him. And those lines of connectivity get get jumbled up. And that's where rumors and other things start to bring up the, if you will, the lay of the land or the morale of the organization. It, it oh, really, it really is like a poison in the system, isn't it? It, it, it does. really can um, create such a drag that the 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 mission of the organization can get stuck. Absolutely, it 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 does. And you are listening to Twenty Seven Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. We're talking about earn, and in earning, we're talking about trust earning trust and earning respect and those kinds of things. For more about Wayne, you can go to my website, mindsinking.com. My email address is wayne at mindsinking.com. And Sheila, how can they contact you? Right now it's at smcfb99 at yahoo.com. And we and welcome any questions, feedback, suggestions. We really, we really want to hear from people. That's right. We want to know the, the verbs you want us to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. And going back, we're talking about earn. So as, as I was thinking about this, I thought of three, prof three professions um, instantaneously, if you will, doctors, lawyers, oh. and financial wizards, um, uh. financial planners, if you will. But doctors, they have privileges. They earn privileges to work in a particular hospital, don't they? Yeah, they do. And if, they, if they're in one hospital, in this town and they go to another hospital in that town, if they don't have privileges, they haven't earned the privileges or they can't work there. Is that that's true? A, that's as my, as I understand it, that's true. And, and I think that's a, a good segue into where I'm going because lawyers have the same, and you can help me in his, cause I think you know some lawyers. I do <laughs> know some, there's some in my family. Oh, wow. Because lawyers, they have to pass the bar in many states, you can't be a lawyer in one state and expect to be able to practice law That's in true. other states around you. You yep. have to 
you have to earn that right by passing the bar in those states or doing whatever it is that you need to do. But if you don't have the privileges like a doctor, um, it, you, you can't practice law everywhere. It's not the right. reciprocity is not there. Right. Right. Financial institution, financial planners, um, financial wizards. If you are not licensed in a particular state, you cannot help individuals there. Right, right. D depends on the specific licensing requirements. Exactly. So, so why does a leader, why does a person who is rising to the top think that everybody has to earn their, has to give them respect or give them trust right now immediately because I own it? They well, haven't established their credentials necessarily. That's exactly right. They haven't gotten the privilege for, they haven't gotten the privilege from me to call them my boss where I trust them implicitly. It's not going to happen. I'm not sure if we ever trust every, anybody implicitly. Um, I have some close friends that I do, but I'm not sure if we do that at work. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. So I'll, do, I'll use a different word. They haven't earned my respect or my trust where I will trust them 100%. Okay. Because I'm always wary. <laughs> but, well, but if I feel good about it, I'm going to give you the best that I can. If I don't feel good about it, I'm not going to give you the best. I'm not going to give you the worst either because I want to maintain my position or right. keep my job. But and I'm your self-respect. And my self-respect, exactly, because my, mo my mom would get out of her grave and come get me if I didn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give you as much as I can, but I'm not going to offer you anything more, particularly if I had offered you some ideas or suggestions and things that I could do and you turn me down and say, like I told you before, I had this one boss that just said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And then three months later, I see it unfolding in front of me and I yeah. go, wow. It was because of another person that they liked, that they trusted, yep. that they respected yep. um, because they said, oh, it's going to be good. And it turned out to be great. And it was my idea. And yep. so... That boss will never get another good idea from me. Good. <laughs> I, I, would do, I would do everything in my power to make sure that the boss knows that I'm still doing a great job. Right. Will give me recommendations to be promoted or to, if I'm going to leave the company, give me a great recommendation and I will take that elsewhere. Here, now that I'm saying that, and I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, I'll, I'll make this quick. Okay. I used to teach for Boston University and we taught, there was a campus in Brussels, Belgium. Oh, yes. Tough duty. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> okay, I did. Okay. But the president um, or the, the dean, if you will, of that campus had a great connected, connect, connection with the community. In Brussels, NATO was there, as you can oh, imagine. Right. Yeah. So he had a lot of ambassadors, a lot of dignitaries from NATO who would come into our classes and give you know, a presentation on some of the subject matters that their expertise is in and that the classes coincided with. And so he had this great repertoire of, of individuals that he could just call and say, hey, ambassador so-and-so, ambassador so-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, can you come, Miss so-and-so, can you come and, and talk to me? And the answer was always yes. Uh -huh. And they did it gladly. Well, he also had a good rapport with the community. So he was always going into the businesses within our area, trying to recruit students and trying uh -huh. to get and trying to get the companies to pay the tuition. 
Nice. Now, this was a master's class, master's level um, educational uh, uh, extension campus. So we were the only thing we taught were master's classes um, because it was a master's degree that they were mm-hmm. obtaining. Okay. But but here's the here's the fun part. One of the students was in a meeting with our dean and his um, his business owner, the the CEO. And the CEO and the CFO were sitting there and talking. And so the dean established all the things, the guidelines said, here's, you know, here's, here's what we can do. Here's what you can do as an employer um, to get more students into our program from your business. They'll come and take the program, um, do the courses, coursework, do it successfully, satisfactorily, and they will get a master's degree. And, you know, we would like most of the companies are paying these kinds of dollars to those individuals as benefits to come in and and take those classes, take the coursework. This one company said, "Okay, um, but we're not going to pay 100% tuition. We're going we're going to only pay 30%." Hmm. And the student looked at the boss and said, "Okay, you're going to pay 30%? Great. When I graduate, I'm going to come back to the company. I'm going to give you 30% of what I learned." that was one of those oh wait moments (laughs) wait what what did you just say (laughs) so again going back to what I was talking about I'm not going to give that boss who took my idea from somebody else made it his own or her own Mm. And got the credit for that and did wonderful things. I'm not going to give that boss the opportunity to have any more good ideas that I have come to fruition. Right. But I will still do the best job I can with the exception of extending myself because I wasn't asked that time of extending myself to offer how we can make the company better or do better things. Because, again, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I always get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, not a good thing to get That's wrong. not a good thing, no. It's not. But you know what you're talking about goes back to what I was reading earlier about um, a um, significant major company's uh, leadership principles, uh, two of which are treating others and their ideas with respect. And then secondly, listening, communicating, and delegating to help employees get the right things done. So it's that listening, which we've talked about before, and the respect, which we've mentioned a couple times here today. Absolutely. And she, I'm looking at the clock. We're getting to it's 26:45. Okay, so, let me just. Can I just give Ben absolutely. Franklin's two famous sayings? Uh, one yes. of them is "A penny saved is a penny earned," but you got to do something with those saved pennies. I'm just saying. And then the other one is the use of money is all the advantage there is in having it. The use in money is all the advantage there is in having it. Use of money is all the advantage there is in having it. In other words, it's not enough to gather it. It's what you do with it. Do with it once you get it. Yes. 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 Like knowledge, right? Yes. Yes. Like, Don't just accumulate it and gather it, but sh- sh- spread it around. Use it wisely. And ethically. And ethically. With respect. <laughs> with respect. <laughs> <laughs> It's 2731, my friend. Would you take us out of here, please? Yes. Uh, As it always comes down, in the end, it's it's, uh, all about relationships and verbs. So thanks for listening. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Sheila. Thanks, everyone. And reach out. 
UK, Germany, Italy. We want to hear from you. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>